Welcome to Happy Life Studios. We're here to help your life be happier. Yes, we are. Hello, happy. Hello, lifer. Here I am at Camp Whatever. And I'm singing this for a reason. Because it is the beginning of my youth camp season. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey, are you happy? Now that's a great question. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. What's up, Happy Lifer? Thanks for joining us. Well, week number one of five of summer camps is done. I spoke the last session uh, for me last night, and I was a couple hours away up in Squim, Washington. It was absolutely beautiful. Camp was amazing. I got in at 2 o'clock last night, and then I'm taking the red eye out tomorrow, which means I've got a real quick turnaround. I've got to get my clothes washed and I get repacked and, and get myself ready because when I leave tomorrow night, take the red eye, we hit the ground running um, Sunday afternoon and we start four more weeks at Camp Daniel, uh, the happiest place on earth. You've heard me talk about that a lot. And so it is the most wonderful time of the year. Yep, the happiest place on earth, <laughs> one of my favorite places on earth, favorite people. Um, Camp Daniel is just amazing. So I'm starting that and I'm trying to get a, a podcast out to you uh, in the short little bit of turnaround. Uh, I don't know if I, if I can promise that I'm going to get a podcast out every week. We're making really good progress with our podcast. So I really appreciate all you listening and subscribing and liking and hitting the plus button. Every every podcast app has a different way of subscribing to it or liking it or favoring it or whatever. But all your activity has just been uh, really, really cool for us. And uh, so I really appreciate that. We're making some really good traction. I want to get a podcast to you every week. But once camp starts, especially Camp Daniel, this last camp was a little bit different. Um, I had, I had quite a bit of time on my hands during the day to hang out with students and stuff, but at Camp Daniel, it's all hands on deck when you're there. And so I don't get that much free time. And since it takes me on average, it takes me, uh, two to three days to get a podcast recorded, edited and posted and all that. So I don't know if I'm going to be able to find the time to get the podcast finished and done. So I'm hoping to get you a podcast every week like I normally do throughout the year. Um, but I did want to try to get one out to you and just talk about this last week. Um, man, this camp was unbelievable. I am a youther for life. Teenagers are just amazing creations, man. They're just, I love, I can see the heart of God in them. And I know they get a lot, they get a bad rap, honestly. A lot of people are like kids these days. Well, I wish those people could travel with me to camp. They would change their minds. Uh, this last camp that I just did was so powerful. I, I almost hesitate on trying to record anything because there's, 
I'm trying to put it in words as I've been explaining it to my wife. And that's my biggest frustration when I come home and I try to explain it to my family. And all I can really say is that, that was unbelievable. God just loved on a bunch of teenagers. It was so powerful. But when I try to explain it, it just falls short. Like it's trying to describe cotton candy to somebody that's never tried cotton candy before. You say, well, it's really good. It's really sweet. It's, I mean, it, it just falls short. And this camp was sweet and powerful and life-changing. And, and I went there really drained and I was feeling a little bit nervous because honestly, I was feeling, um, I've had, had a few months of being really, really worn thin emotionally, spiritually, physically. And, um, I won't get into all the details of that. I just know that I was like, this is how I normally feel when I get done doing a summer of camps and I'm starting camp off this way and I'm really nervous about that. And yet this camp just poured life into me. It's so cool when that happens because rarely it's I'm, I'm pouring out into people at camp, but man, I had so many people pouring into me and it was just unbelievable. The theme was no filters, but then they kept talking about, we need to have Jesus filter. So I was like, so which is it? No filter or Jesus filter, you know? And then the leader, my new friend that I'm just so grateful that, that God has brought our paths across each other. Um, but he says, well, we have these filters, but we need to get rid of our filters and replace them with God's filters. Our filters get clogged. God's filters never get clogged. Basically, it's perspective. It's, it's perceptions. It's, it's oftentimes we have a problem with life because our filter is clogged. Uh, we're not seeing things correctly. We're not filtering things correctly. We're not seeing things from the right perspective. And once we get God's perspective, it begins to change everything. And so it was a great theme. And, uh, and it fits right along with my life theme, honestly. You know, I'm here to help people. I mean, it's an acronym. I'm here to bring healing to people. And I did that this last week. I brought a lot of healing to them because a lot of illnesses are actually a lot of sicknesses or whatever are, are psychosomatic, right? They're, they're how we live determine how our body reacts. Like, you know, I struggle with, with comfort eating and stuff like that. And so, um, I'm a little overweight and I'm working on that and I'm losing pounds and I'm feeling good about that, but that affects how I live. And, you know, um, you know, if it, it, it can it can cause uh, diabetes. It can cause heart problems. It can cause cause cholesterol. Um, there's all th- sorts of things that we do. Like if we live under high stress for a lot amount of time. That can that can cause sickness. It can cause um, our bodies to act up. And so, um, I, I brought I, I felt like I brought a lot of healing by helping them change a lot of the filters that they had about God and about living for God. And I kept getting so many students coming up to me saying, thank you. I always thought God was like this, but after listening to you, I realized that God is really like this and it really helps me out. And, and one thing is, is like, you know, I grew up doing camps and, and we really worked hard at making things real emotional because, you know, we felt like you get more change. And, and when, when you're emotionally charged, right, you do things that you, you know, when you're pumped up, when you're excited, you do things that you normally wouldn't do. Right. But I've also noticed that a lot of times people go to camp and they get all excited and they think that to love God, to know God, to have a relationship with God, their, their time at camp is so – you come away from camp and you, you feel different. You just – you feel closer to God. You feel like you don't want to mess that up. You don't want to wreck that. You don't want to – it's just so – it's such a tender feeling in a moment that you don't want to ruin it, you know. But the problem is if we use emotion too much, we use a lot, then, then a lot of our teenagers are thinking that they've got to get really emotional to get something from God. And, and I just, I, I, I want to change that perspective. I want to remove that filter. And so, so I helped with that. A lot of that, a lot of these 
as students, just the way they felt God, you always had to be emotional with God, or you always had to be really serious with God. Like one night, we we talked about Jesus being a baptizer, and, and, and oftentimes the filter that we have is when it comes to being baptized in God, when it comes to being baptized in the Holy Spirit, that's God's Spirit, right? But we think that, that God's Spirit is always so serious, and it's always so, and you've got to be really serious, and you've got to be really holy, and don't get me wrong, it, it is serious, and it is holy, but it's also fun. And it's hilarious. The Bible says that in God's right hand are pleasures forevermore. In his presence is fullness of joy. It's it's happy life, right? And and sometimes when it comes to God, we feel like that's another filter we have. We always got to get serious. But God told his disciples in John 15, verse 15, he said, I no longer call you servants. I call you friends. He told us that because he wants us to be friends with him. And so that was another filter that, that we removed. So we brought a lot of healing to, to people. Uh, the E and help is for encouragement. And the L is for laughter and the P is for ponder. And the P is really fits in with the whole removing filters. And I like to, honestly, I like to remove a lot of those filters uh, from us because a lot of those filters get in the way. A lot of those filters are actually religion and religion can ruin relationship. Uh, it can get in the way of relationship. So one night, you know, we talked about being baptized in the spirit. And I said, here's a filter baptized. We think it it, it means all these different things going up. But the word baptize is just a really big word for dunk, for being immersed, completely immersed. And and that night, you know, they thought I was going to preach in the church. I'm like, no, follow me. And they, we went outside out to the pools and it was overcast and a little drizzly. And they sat out there and I started talking about these pools and talk about how God is comparative to water. He's the living water. He's peace. He's love. He's all these things that the Bible says he is. And I said, if there's a pool here, and it's full of God. It's full of love. It's full of peace. It's full of, I said, how many of you guys are tired of anxiety? You struggle with anxiety. They raise their hand in the air. What if you could have peace? How many of you would love peace? And they raise their hand in the air. You know, how many of you guys are tired of rejection? How many of you, how many of you guys would love to just be accepted? I said, what if this pool was, this water was really acceptance, you know, and I just, I went down the line. How many of you guys are tired of being angry? What if I said this, this pool was peace? What if I said this pool was forgiveness? What if I said this, this pool was, was acceptance? It was love. It was all these things. I just kept talking about them. And then I had a little cup and the way I speak, I use a lot of illustrations and Jesus did too. We call them parables, but really they were illustrations. He saw God, the father in everything that he did. And so when Jesus talks about a parable or says the kingdom of heaven is like a field, it's because he's looking at the field at the time and and then he says, hey, guys, check this out. God's like that field. And God the Father is, is like this seed. And he's maybe watching a farmer sow seed or he's seeing a road and all these parables. I believe that he sees God and all these things. And we, I was talking this week about one uh, filter we have, often have is that we limit God. I said, how many think God is limitless? And everybody raised their hand. And I said, but you know what? We limit God. We limit God by we think that he can only speak a certain way. Like if he can only speak to you in the Bible, or you can only speak to you at a church service, or he can only speak to you when you're emotional, then you are limiting God. If he can only speak to you when you listen to a certain kind of music, or if you can only listen to Christian music, or only a Christian movie, or I said, at that point, you limit God, right? And and one student got up there for the talent show. The talent show was amazing. These kids, man, were so, as they were up there singing and doing their talent, I was almost crying back there because it was just, it was so powerful to see them just show off their talent, man. It was just so cool. And one was singing a John Legend song, you know? All of me wants all of you. And a guy came up to me and said, man, that's like God's heart. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly right. But it's if we have our mindset going, oh, that's John Legend. We don't know if he doesn't play Christian music. So, and who am I to judge whether he plays Christian music or not, right? But if we say, well, he, he isn't 
produced by a Christian artist and what all this stuff so we can't listen to him, man, we miss on the whole point. When that student was singing that, it's just like, that's the heart of God. All of me wants all of you, you know? And so I'm sitting out there and I'm using an illustration like Jesus did with parables. And and I pull a little cup out and I said, you know, imagine this whole pool. There was two of them right there, two pools. I said, imagine both of these pools were oceans and they were full of peace and acceptance and love and and happy and joy and all the stuff. I said, it'd be like taking out a, a cup of water and I put the cup of water down and I sat in the water and I said, oh, isn't that refreshing? <laughs> you know? And obviously I'm talking about to be baptized in God's spirit. That's why Jesus went to heaven so he could send his spirit down. And he wants us to be immersed in that. And I took off my, my one of my shoes and I said, a lot of us do when it comes to God, we just want to get our toes wet. And we just want to feel how cold the water is before we get in it. But if that water right there is forgiveness and you need forgiveness, why would you just dab your toe in there? If that water is acceptance and you want acceptance, why would you just get your toes wet? I said, you want to get all wet. And of course, one student was like, are you going to jump in? And I, I, you know, I said, oh, it's too cold for me to go in there, you know, (laughs) but that was my plan. And someone was actually recording it on their, on their phone. And she said, as she was recording it, I had no idea this was going on, but as I'm talking about, why would you want a little bit of God when you can be baptized in him? When Jesus went up to heaven, he sent his spirit down. When Jesus was on earth, you could only be with God. But when he sent his spirit down to earth, you can be in God. And the Bible is full of scriptures that talk about being in God, right? To be completely immersed in him. I said, why would you just want a little of that? And I took another cup of water and I poured it over my head. And I said, oh, isn't that refreshing? And I'm like, when it's super hot out, and man, there's nothing like diving in the pool head first and you just get that shock of, ah, and then you get the feeling of, oh, right? And it just feels so good. And I, and, it, but it was cold and it was overcast. And before I even jumped in the pool, before I even said I was going to jump in the pool, this, this other leader told me that there were students, man, that were like taking off their socks and shoes and rolling up their pants and taking off their hoodies. And I didn't see it, but they were going to jump in that, that pool, whether, I was going to jump in the pool or not, whether I asked them to or not. They were so hungry to to be immersed in God's presence that they were just, and it was so funny. So at, at some point, I just fall in the pool, man. And before I even hardly got out, kids just started jumping in. I didn't even tell them to. They just started canniballing. I had several kids come up to me. One guy came up to me, and, and he just said, Steve, it's so weird. I know I just jumped in a pool, but... I came out a different person and he talked about how he was before and he talked about how he is now. And just from jump doing that simple little act of faith of just jumping in the pool saying, God, I want all of you. I mean, God isn't a God to wade into. He's a God we need a cannonball into. The first night was so powerful. Like it was really intense and God was just really removing some filters from a lot of these students. And uh, afterwards we're talking about what we could really feel some resistance. Some of these kids, they couldn't sit still. They couldn't sit in the room. God's presence was so powerful that they were having a hard time sitting in there. They're all fidgety. And it was proven the next night because the next night we started off the whole, my portion anyway, of just saying, hey, what are some filters that you felt were removed last night? And one girl who was actually one of the people that were just really anxious in that night before. And she said, you know what, last night, she says, I was trying to listen to you, but I just couldn't sit still. It's like I had to get out of there and I was mad at you and I didn't want to listen to you. And after about 45 minutes, I just realized that what Steve was saying is the truth. 
and everything started to change in me. And he says, I still got issues, but I'm starting to change. And man, by the, by the end of the time, you know, she was talking about how she struggles with anxiety, but at the talent show, she, she did this song that was so powerful. And I said, if I could take all that anxiety away from you, I would, but all that inside of you that your body has a hard time handling and, and you struggle with anxiety is also the same thing that created that beautiful song in you and and i'm getting ready to go to camp daniel and i'm i'm seeing a lot of of people that have disabilities counselors as well as campers including myself right we all have things that we can't do but these disabilities bring the beautiful song out of us there's another girl there there on the first night and she just she just captured my heart man she i'm telling you she was right there in the second row and i could see the hurt in her. I could feel the pain coming off of her and she didn't want to look you in the eye. Her head was down. She was just troubled. You could just see it in her. And at the end of that first night, I just said, take your hand. And I, I talked about how this is just a hand in this great big, huge room. This hand takes up no space at all. But if you slap that hand over your face, that's all you can see. All you can see is darkness now because you've taken that hand out of out of perspective and you've placed it over your eyes. And now all you can see is that hand covering your eyes and you're blind to everything else. But truth is, there's a lot more to life than just our problems, than just our filters. But we take that one thing, we take our financial situation, we take our health, or we, we take our uh, rejection or our fear, or our anger. And it's like a hand and we just cover, we get it so close to our eyes that we can't see anything else. And at that point, I said, it's like... That replaces God because now that becomes largest in our life. So at the end of the night, man, it was it was really intense, man. You could feel a feel it in there. You could hear a pin drop. It was just like, wow, some filters were just being ripped off of people. And I said, I told him, I said, now look at your hand. Hold your hand out. Look at it. What's the thing? What's the filter that hinders you from getting closer to God? What is that? You know, and all these kids are looking at their hands. And I said, now I want you to take that hand. I want you to put it over your eyes. Now, I want you to give that thing to God. I want you to say, God, remove this filter from me. And everyone, almost everyone that I saw, removed the hand from her eyes, except that one girl in the front row that I could feel the pain coming off her. And I could see her counting the cost. The Bible says we need to count the cost. And she couldn't remove that hand from her eyes. And she was breaking my heart. I was just sitting there, you know, and she was just breaking my heart. And she couldn't move that hand from her eyes. And I kept trying to encourage everyone and saying, come on, ask God. If you can't do it, then ask God to help you. And uh, man, it was minutes. But after a while, she began to move that hand away from her eyes. And everyone had, had left, but a lot of students said, if you want to stick around, you can. And, and the service had already gone like two hours. So I thought they'd want to leave. And all these students stayed behind, more than half. Most of the students stayed in that room. And they were just in this zone of talking with God. It was so amazing. It was so powerful. It was so God was just removing filters and replacing them with his filters so that we can see things through his eyes. You know, the Bible says, let him who has ears to hear, let him hear. And so he was removing the filters off our ears so that he could put his filters in there and we could hear him more clearly. And so I, I most of her said, come here, sit by me. And she came up and she sat by me. All the other students were basically gone. So it wasn't in front of anybody else, really. And I was sitting on the on the stairs in the in the front of the chapel and I just began to encourage her. And, 
and she's talking to me about feeling bad about some of the things that she does and and I know why she was doing them because she was in so much pain that she was wanting to do things to help that pain go away she was like medicating that pain medicating that hurt she was you know we do things to do that like I, I, I tend to comfort eat you know when I'm not feeling good or we can get angry at people we can go online and, and post things we shouldn't post or go online and look at things we shouldn't look at because we're trying to somehow bring relief to that pain and she was having a hard time and she felt like she had to pick between that and she had to pick between God and I felt like God just told me to tell her this and I just said oh this is such a sweet moment I just said how about you ask Jesus to go in that situation with you why do you have to worry about whether you're going to fail or whether you're going to blow it or not why don't you just ask Jesus to come with you because he wants to help you in that and this gentle tear just came right out of her eye it was the most beautiful thing she just sat there you know and a couple of nights later i see her and i didn't even recognize her because she had a smile on her face and i'm like her whole countenance had changed i sat in my room that night just going i get to be a part of this i'm driving home that night and it's two o'clock in the morning man and i'm just like God, what you did there was so cool. And I got to watch that and be a part of it. And I'll end it with this. I have so many stories I could share with you, but I'll end it with this one. At the very end, uh, when we're all done and, and we were just in awe of what God had done that week. And the leader gets up and says, now Steve is getting ready to do four more camps. And I want us to pray for him. And so all the students gathered around me, hundred and some people gathered around me. And he said, I just want a few of you to pray. And I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that, but usually you have to wait 30 seconds before a person prays because everyone's afraid to pray in front of people. They're shy or they don't want to, or they feel pressure to, but they, I guess if I have to, you know, kind of a thing. And those kids wouldn't just, as soon as one finished their sentence, another one was jumping on to pray. And they just began to pray for me. And they just began to love on me with their words. And it was just, it was just the... It was just the coolest thing. And um, so I'm ready to go hit the next four weeks of Camp Daniel. Man, God is so good, and he's doing so many cool things out there. And, and God wants to use you. And, and maybe this helped remove some filters from you. I don't know. Maybe it's more of just letting you know where I'm coming at. And I'm gonna if I don't get a podcast out to you every week or any more for the next several weeks, you'll know why, because I'm at camp with Camp Daniel. And I'm going to try to post some stuff on my Facebook and on my Instagram um, so you can keep in touch with that. But I hope that you do, because a lot of powerful things happen at camp. And uh, we'd welcome you to come out to Camp Daniel anytime. Go to CampDaniel.org. Camps change lives, man, and they're very powerful. And I come away from them super tired. So if you pray, man, think of me and, and pray that God will give me strength because I'm going to be without my family. In fact, my, my son just told me last night, he says, man, I sure would love to be able to get out to Camp Daniel, but I can't afford a ticket for him. So if you'd pray that maybe God would provide so I could fly him out or fly my wife out and spend a week or so with me. But being away from home for a month, that's that's tough, you know. And uh, when I'm done at, at, at an evening at Camp Daniel, I am wiped out, man. And I'm done at, and we, we end on Saturday afternoon and we start on Sunday afternoon. So we go six days and we've got 24 hours to recoup. And so I'm bringing my golf clubs, hoping that will help on the weekend. But I could use your prayers. And when you pray for me, the cool part is, and you pray for us at Camp Daniel, then you get to own in on all this stuff happen. And in some way, really, you've owned in on what happened to me last week. You're a happy life, or we're in a community together. And I guess I want to touch base with you and show you, tell you what happened this last week, because you belong to that as well. So thank you so much for listening. I hope that encouraged you. I hope it made your life a little happier. Remember, life isn't perfect, 
but it can be happy. And there's going to be a lot more campers getting happy in the next four weeks. Thanks for listening. Steve Ace.